Love Talk Radio. councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. George Bush has invoked a new world order without denunciating a new American purpose. Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order, and instead it looks like we got a lot of disorder. Today we take an essential step in defeating terrorism while protecting the constitutional rights of all Americans. Preventing mass terror will be the responsibilities of presidents far into the future. 
the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. These are not simply words written into aging parchment. They are the foundation of liberty and justice in this country. This is an ideological battle. Some people believe in globalism, others of us believe in national sovereignty. It's a contest between ideologies, whether we believe in our institutions here, our national sovereignty, our constitution, or are we going to further move in the direction of international government? It's just knowledge is out there. If we look for it, you'll realize that our national sovereignty is under threat. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. All right, everybody. Joseph Gibson here, podcasting, understanding the time in which we live today. And, uh, of course, uh, idiot, we're not live streaming on Rumble. I don't know what the hell went wrong, so I'll try to get it up on YouTube there. But I do have a caller here that I want to get to. Uh, see what's on his mind here real quick. Uh, go ahead, Dave. I see you right away here. Mike tried calling me, too. I don't know what he wanted, but go ahead, Dave. Well, let's talk about the Santas right off the rip. Goes to Israel. Sure. Signs an anti-Semitic bill for the state of Florida while he sits in front of people in Israel. Signs what did he law, sign? The anti-Semitic bill. Yeah, an anti-Semitic yeah. bill. What, what was in it, copy of it or can we read it or well i don't know if you can read it or not yet but i mean i'm sure he had the paperwork and everything there and he made it sure that everybody saw that he took it to israel and sat down in front of all his people and signed it over there so he's taking a document and legislation for a law that's for people in florida into israel signed it and then brings it back to america <laughs> Absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, mind blowing exactly. I don't even know what to say about it, Joe. I just I can't. So what's what, so what's, what's the um? Well, I, I wish I knew what was inside the bill, though. That's what I'm saying. You know, I wish I knew what was inside the bill. I'm gonna look it up again and try to see if I can find more on it. But I mean, it's. Yeah, I'm messing around. I'm trying to get us live streaming, and every time I do it, I screw things up. And, of course, I got idiots in the chat room, of course, you know, uh, you know, complete uh, idiots that want to talk nonsense and smack. They always do the same thing, and it's like, you know, can you – at least my I have showing my real name. I don't have to hide behind a fake screen name, you know. That, that's a coward right there. Somebody's got to hide behind a fake screen name, you know. I mean, come on. Keep Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Done. Let's see here. We can be live right now. Let's see what happens here. Let's see if it goes live. We should go live right there. It's got a chat room and everything, so we should be go go live. Let's see here. Go live. Okay, here we go. We should get the camera going. She's just going live. All right. Here we go. We'll get the that up there. So we're simulcasting with the blog talk radio there. So that's good. It's got, I'm looking blue here. I don't know what the hell I got blue here. So I got to try to get my chair here. So we're simulcast. Uh, we're, I got blue. Um, my face is blue. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you part of the blue man group? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, let me get back over to the blog talk studio here. All right. Uh, 
Stop playing clips. Okay, whatever. Gavin Moore in the chat room. Who's Gavin Moorehead? Gavin Moorehead. No, oh, he just left as soon as I mentioned his name. All right, you got a copy of the bill? You want to read it or what? No, I can't find it, but I do have this. It says, today Governor Ron DeSantis visited Israel as part of his international trade mission where he signed House Bill 269 to provide law enforcement agencies with new enforcement mechanics to punish proprietors of anti-Semitic incidents and those who target religious communities. Wow. Well, I sure would. I sure would like to uh, 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 get a copy of that bill. There's Mike. There. There's Mike. Now, Mike. I'm trying to. I'm on YouTube, also, Mike. Right now. Uh, I'm live on YouTube right now, so we're live doing the show. I managed to get the YouTube link up, so let me connect Mike. Go ahead, there, Mike. Hey, brother. How you doing tonight, man? Doing all right. You're good. We're talking about Santos's. Uh, uh, anti-Semitic bill that he, sem- he signed, his new legislation down there in Florida. You know anything about it? Uh, no. I mean, I, I think, you know, I sent a letter to DeSantis um, clarifying the anti-Semite issue and, 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 you know, indicating that it needs to be clarified because, again, it's clearly yeah. a one of the many psyops that the New World Order is using to confuse people and divide people. People are confused yeah. on, you know, all these different issues. So yeah, well, I'm yeah. going to send you an email. I got a, I got a list over here. Okay, go ahead. Read it. i got to pull it up. It's coming through my PDF. Hang on a minute. All right. Take What's going time, on, Mike? Take Hang on, Seth. Okay. Well, well, I like that video, uh, Mike, that you put out, actually, uh, the one where you said you're beside yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's just okay. mind-blowing, That's brother, like- isn't it? I mean, uh, Mike, why don't we call these people now on the show right now? I mean, these people, uh, who do we report this crime to? Well, you know, again, as you as you know, <laughs> I'm holding the letter in my hand right now because I was, when you mentioned that, I looked off to my right and the letter is sitting right here from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. And it's just utterly yeah. pathetic and sickening that, that, um, that yeah, I've, I've contacted the, uh, Miami-Dade County State Attorney's Office, the Florida Governor's Office, the Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody's Office, and the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, and they all pass the buck one to the other, and every single one of them denies having any uh, jurisdiction or, or services that, that, uh, that equate to dealing with these crimes that are being committed. That's just outrageous, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Mike, outline outline what you sent to him. Outline what you sent to him. Yeah, and obviously you can't read the whole complaint, or you can. Go ahead. Yeah. We, we got time. I want, yeah, I want actually, to present this on the show. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, actually the complaint's not that long. Um, I'll okay, read it. Go ahead. Um, read. Yeah, let me let me let me find it. Um, I got it laying around here somewhere. Go ahead and talk to somebody else while I'm looking for it. Dave, you got the legislation pulled up there that they just signed. Another new world order law that we're going to have to comply with, right? Yeah, it's coming. It's still – I don't know how long it is, but it sure as the hell taking long enough to download it. It's probably 5,000 pages. Yeah. You should be able to just get the law, of, I mean, right up and – or at least a commentary on it at least. But Mike's, Mike's going to read this complaint. This is great. I would like to call these people live and find out why – what's going on here. Why can't this be prosecuted, you know? I mean, this is right. 
Let me let me preface this um, by making it clear. First of all, I wanted to say this first thing on your show tonight, Joe. I don't know if you noticed. I meant to tell you, and I just haven't gotten around to telling you, but um, on the home page of uh, at the top of the home page of RighteousArmy.org, I did put in there, um, you, you know, your show Tuesday nights at seven. Um, so hopefully more oh, people will start tuning in. Yeah, the people that come across it through the website. Because, you know, I used to yeah. promote the Zoom meetings I was doing on the on the uh, website, on the homepage. But you're consistent yeah. with this show for some 10 years now. And I kind of like this format. I like the, the, the conversation on the phone almost better than I like Zoom. Zooms are important to have yeah. from time to time. But, you know, I, I held off on those for a while. I'll get back to them. But just so you know, I've, I've sure. got it on the site. So, Great. yeah, Thank here's – um. Well, you know, I support you, so <laughs> I yeah. do what I can. Yeah, here we go. First of all, again, I'm going to preface this with the fact that last February, Rick Martin um, kind of, you know, uh, heralded a thing about getting people across the country to bring the 200-page Anthony Fauci dossier that Dr. David Martin put together, which, again, there's a link to that on the homepage of RighteousArmy.org. Everybody should be clicking on that link, downloading and saving that 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 criminal complaint, printing it out and providing it uh, to their sheriff, their governor, and everybody else. Even if they're not going to do anything, at least do your part to print it out, have a copy, and provide it to everybody you can provide it to. Because there's a link to it on the home page to Dr. David Martin's website. So on February 14th, I went to the state attorney's office and hand delivered that. Um, some people know, some people don't. That I have a whole video where when I went in. Um, the uh, staff was confrontational with me. The, the, the state attorney's um, chief investigator came down and literally committed battery against me, assaulted me, putting his hands on me. And the, to make a long story short on that, I filed complaints, um, um, uh, you know, with the, uh, the police. They fabricated the initial report to try to cover for him. And then I went to the uh, 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 Miami-Dade County um, uh, investigations unit, right? Uh, what do they call it? Uh, um, what do they call the inside the police? Uh, I don't know. The special internal affairs. Yeah, yeah, internal, internal affairs. affairs special. Right. And they confirmed that the initial report was not written properly. Um, it was clearly trying to cover for this guy because of his position as the lead investigator for the Miami-Dade County State Attorney, Catherine Fernandez-Rundle. So they did review yeah. the report. And, and the detective did give me a finalized report indicating that battery was committed against me. So what, is this guy above the law? If I'd have done to him what he did to me, I'd be sitting in jail, and this guy gets off scot-free. So I'm in the process of pulling his bond. I'm going to, you know, just, you know, David Strait does make a great statement when he says, don't complain, file a claim. And that's one of the things we need to start talking about a lot um, is letting people know that there's a whole process. My son's going through that right now with that uh, – arrest he had on the road um, when they put him in jail for a couple days for not for driving with a bad tag. Um, he's, he's in yeah. the process of pulling their bonds out in California. Anyway, I, I delivered that 200-page um, complaint to state attorney's office, there, and their investigators signed for it and received it, and then subsequently came out and put it on top of a police car, took an official um, police report record and threw it outside. So his ass is grass 
as soon as I'm, you know, get get to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I tried real hard for the first eight months, but they kept stonewalling me, and now I've let it go for a few months, but I'm going to be getting back on that because I'm pulling his bond. So aside from that, I sent this that I'm going to read right now uh, two weeks ago, certified mail, to Governor Ron DeSantis, to the commissioner of the via, – via email to the attorney general who responded via email telling me to contact Florida Department of Law Enforcement. And then I sent this to the commissioner and the four, his four immediate direct underlings, and this is what I sent him. I said, the enclosed email and numerous others similar to it, which have been sent repeatedly by me from numerous email addresses to all of the following – um, the Florida and Miami-Dade County public officials. It included Governor Ron DeSantis, um, his assistant Christine Reebuck at My Florida, and Catherine Fernandez-Rundle, the state attorney's office, citizen services, um, personal desk at My Florida, inflow at Florida Civil Rights, the mayor at Miami-Dade, uh, the law offices of Miami-Dade, the director's office for the Miami-Dade County Police Department, Anthony Sabatini um, in his office, um, the De- Department of Justice, um, and the, another one for the Department of Justice, and then um, all the districts in Miami-Dade County of the commissioners, as well as um, uh, the prosecutors for felony and misdemeanors at the Miami-Dade County State Attorney's Office. So it went to several government uh, officials and every single sheriff in the state of Florida. They were all CC'd this. And it says, urgent, the content within the video provided via the URL link below warrants serious investigation, definite prosecution, and severe punishment. And those are links to a video I did recently, which currently about 4,500 people have seen it. People really need to push that video. I spent three days putting it together where there's a variety of different doctors, um, uh, medical professionals, military experts who are all concurring that the – COVID was not a virus. It was a lab-manufactured bioweapon, and the vaccine itself is a depopulation bioweapon. You have PhDs and, and scientists and biologists all concurring on that. So, you know, that's something that, that somebody that's in a position of authority needs to look at, not throw it out on the street. So I said, uh, lawful, lawful notice of crimes against humanity in your jurisdiction. Please send a written response regarding this to and then my address, Um, I said, this is not a political issue. It is a criminal issue. I recently did a public records request to obtain the email addresses of the following individuals so I can include them in all my future repetitive emails until this issue is properly addressed and resolved. Commissioner Mark Glass, Investigations and Forensic Scientist, Deputy Commissioner Vaden Shane Pollard, Executive Investigations Scott McKerney, uh, Inspector General Lourdes Hal Thomas, and Public Safety Deputy Commissioner Matt Walsh. Those are the people that are all at the top at the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. This is an urgent message and video for all governors, sheriffs, deputies, law enforcement officers, state attorneys, and criminal prosecutors who have not been corrupted, bribed, and bought off by big pharma oligarchs and their puppet politicians. Vaccines are being used as depopulation bioweapons. Terms like virus, supervirus, spike protein, and gain of function are being used as a cover story to mislead the public and keep them in the dark. Where are the righteous men and women who are going to hold the criminal bastards accountable? If I was in a position of power, authority, or law enforcement, I would. Please text and email this video to everyone you know, especially to the above-referenced officials in your county or state. Share it all over social media. 
And then it's got links to the long version, which is two hours, on BitChute, Variety, and Odyssey, Rumble, and YouTube, and the short version on those same alternative links. And then I said, please send a written response regarding this to, and with my information, I said, I thank you in advance for your written reply. I exhausted repeated numerous efforts over the past three years to get attention of government officials in the great state of Florida and within the federal government of the United States of America regarding the pre-planned and fraudulent 2019 to 2023 and still ongoing coronavirus global pandemic and COVID-19 hoax and New World Order Davos and World Economic Forum depopulation campaign spearheaded by Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, and numerous other billionaires and world influencers. I have finally received a reply to one of my numerous emails by the Attorney General of Florida indicating the following. Dear Michael Van Skoik, this is to acknowledge the Florida Attorney General's receipt of your concerns. On December 22, 2022, the Florida Supreme Court issued an order directing an impanelment of a statewide grand jury under Florida law. Statewide grand jury proceedings are conducted in secret, which prohibits this office from commenting further. The petition order of impanelment and governance of the statewide grand jury are controlled by Chapter 905, Florida Statute, Section 905.31 to 905.40. Attached below is a copy of the relevant Supreme Court implement order. For more information, please visit this link. The statewide prosecutor will serve by law as the statewide grand jury's legal advisor. However, due to the confidential nature of the statewide grand jury, the Office of Statewide Prosecution is not at liberty to comment on these matters. The public may not submit evidence directly to the statewide grand jury, but may wish to contact the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, which serves as the statewide grand jury's primary investigator. So right there, the Attorney General is saying contact the Florida Department of Law Enforcement because they are the, the, the primary investigator, right? And then they yeah, give correct. the contact for them. Thank you for your time and effort in contacting this office. So then I went on to say, um, while the above reply to my concerns, which are far more than just concerns, represents a tiny glimmer of hope that there may be still some righteous people in government who have not been corrupted, blackmailed, bribed, bought off, and are being controlled by the above-referenced world influencers and their purse strings, I must inform you of the following. No man or woman, and this is all in bold uh, caps, no man or woman in any state grand jury is going to be able to do a proper investigation nor reach a proper conclusion and outcome if they are not completely familiar with everything that has been published at the website, thebigvirushoax.com. Even if they are familiar with everything, are they truly objective and unbiased men and women, or might they be insiders doing a mock investigation? The public has a right to know who the men and women on the statewide grand jury are. Contrary to what the Florida Attorney General indicated above, the public should also have the right to provide evidence and follow the development of this all-important investigation. It is more important than the OJ trial, and that was televised. Founder and publisher of TheBigVirusHoax.com, who sent thousands of emails to state and federal government officials over the past three years, I submit that I should be the foreman or at least a member of, of the grand jury and should be a liaison between government officials, the grand jury, and the public. I spent the past three years compiling and publishing the best of the best information regarding viruses, what they are, what they are not, the true science behind them, vaccines, what is in them, 
how and why they came into existence, the monetary motivations for promoting them, and the relationship of vaccines to pharmaceutical companies with Department of Defense contracts and the manufacture of diseases and bioweapons, which are within vaccines, social media censorship, social engineering, and social scoring systems, which are all an integral integral aspect of the New World Order, One World Government agenda for control over all people through technologies. I will keep sending emails until I get a response from every government official that I have been sending this information to, or until this matter of great importance has been brought fully into public view and properly resolved. Furthermore, I am requesting to be scheduled for a Miami-Dade County Citizens presentation at a public Miami-Dade County Commissioner's Board meeting. Below is an overview of my presentation. Whether you agree with me or not, it is my right to have a public citizen's presentation at the public commissioner's meetings. Thank you. County commissioners in our great county of Miami-Dade and our great state of Florida, what I must share with you is of dire importance. It is regarding the God-given unalienable rights, constitutionally protected rights, and federal civil rights of every free man and woman living within our county and throughout the United States of America. Several years ago, a friend of mine told me there are no such things as viruses. I told him he was crazy. I had a long history of getting the flu once or twice every year, which I understood was caused by a flu virus. A couple years later, the coronavirus global pandemic began. Remembering what my friend told me about there being no viruses, I began looking into viruses. It turns out, and this is a scientifically and medically factual statement, no alleged and so-called virus has ever been isolated, purified, and set aside as a specimen. No COVID-19 or coronavirus has ever been isolated, purified, and set aside as a sample. It also turns out that the flu is nothing more than a natural process of the body purging itself of the buildup of toxins within the body. I am living proof of this because I have not had the flu in more than 20 years since I quit consuming alcohol and changed to a healthier lifestyle. Drugs, toxins, and poisons are what cause people to get ill and die, not viruses. The term virus has been hijacked and bastardized to facilitate an agenda. The word virus is derived from the Latin word meaning liquid poison, such as snake venom or a liquid chemical-based poison. A virus is not an illness-causing or death-causing invasive, infectious, contagious microbial creature or pathogen of any sort. Such an invisible enemy does not exist. All the research information, expert testimony, and documentation I have gathered over the past three years in this regard has been compiled and published within my website, thebigvirushoax.com. Each one of you is free to believe whatever you want, or you can choose to use your own God-given mind and intellect to research it for yourself at that website. I spent the last three years of my life making it easy for you. The ultimate point of my presentation today is to point out that the rights of men and women living within our great county have been violated, being violated over the past few years and are continuing to be violated as a direct result of lies, deceptions, misinformation, and disinformation being heralded by the mainstream media. Why? To facilitate, as President George Bush called it, a new world order, one world government agenda. Governor Ron DeSantis not only did a 180-degree about-face turn regarding the COVID-19 vaccine, moving from a pro-vaccine narrative to appointing a grand jury to investigate it after he got informed and educated on these issues, but he even came out recently stating he will not allow a global digital monetary system to interfere with the economic stability of the free state of Florida. Mind you, every county has the lawful right and authority to issue their own currency. 
Our God-given and unalienable rights, constitutionally protected rights, and federal civil rights are further upheld and protected by U.S. codes as well as the Americans with Disabilities Act, Sections 2 and 3. It is the responsibility of all elected government officials to ensure that no man or woman is deprived of his or her rights. None of our rights should ever be infringed upon, deprived, or violated. The law clearly states that a, quote, place of public accommodation, unquote, includes any private or public business or facility that caters to the public at large. Per the law, all elected government officials must ensure that no man or woman is deprived of his or her right to experience the, quote, full and equal enjoyment of the goods, services, facilities, privileges, advantages, or accommodations of any place of public accommodation by any private entity who owns, leases, or leases to, or operates a place of public accommodation, ADA Title III, Section 36.201. A face mask or vaccine cannot be a prerequisite or requirement for any man or woman to carry on with their business in any place of public accommodation. That includes government buildings, hospitals, doctor's offices, health clinics, grocery stores, gas stations, schools, gyms, parks, many other businesses. Educate yourself on what those places are. The definitions are provided on the rights page on my website, 28 CFR Part 36 and ADA Title 336.104. Do your individual and collective parts to ensure the rights of your constituents are protected and upheld. Otherwise, you are subjecting yourselves personally and in your official government capacity to liability under 42 U.S. Code Sections 241 and 242. Our rights are not determined by political party. It should not be that Democrats will violate our rights and Republicans will uphold our rights. Our rights should be upheld. They must be upheld. They will be upheld by all elected government officials, regardless of what their political party is and regardless of what their personal views and opinions are. You have now been made privy to the information that I have been providing to Governor Ron DeSantis, the Florida Attorney General, the Miami-Dade County State Attorney, and every sheriff within the great state of Florida over the past three years. I did not include any of you and my thousands of emails over the past few years, but you are now informed and put on lawful notice. Thank you. Then I said, please, I wrote in my handwriting at the bottom, please take action and do the right thing um, with this information. Investigate, prosecute, punish. And then here is the reply that I'm going to read now that came back from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, which is just sickening. One little sentence. Dear Michael Van Skoik, and this is signed by their Inspector General, Lourdes Hal Thomas. Dear Michael Van Skoik, this is to inform you that we have received your letter. After reviewing your complaint, we have determined that it is outside our authority and responsibility as it does not pertain to the actions of a Florida Department of Law Enforcement member or regarding services we provide. Sincerely, Inspector General Lourdes Hal Thomas. Unreal. Unreal. Well, it looked like Florida was the place to go to. It didn't seem like Florida was the place to go to if you wanted to be free. Everything that's published at thebigvirushoax.com has been provided from day one to Governor Ron DeSantis. And he has literally, like I said in the letter, he took a 180 degree. He was pro-vax, and we slammed him with information on the vax, and now he's against it, and he appointed a grand jury in Florida to investigate it. But, again, the question is, is that a mock phony grand jury, or are they really going to do something? And, and, and they're not ever going to do anything uh, uh, proper if they don't have all the information that I spent the last three years publishing on that website. You know, so 
the, we, the bottom we, line is yeah go ahead no bottom line is go ahead go ahead continue um yeah there were there there were literally four separate occasions where within within three to four weeks of me slamming Governor Ron DeSantis's Facebook, Facebook photos, Facebook responses, Twitter, Twitter. In other words, I would respond to his tweets. I would send him tweets. I would respond to his Facebook posts. I would send him Facebook uh, messages. I would send emails to his email address. I would call his office. And on every one of those issues that I slammed him with, four separate times he came out in the mainstream media discussing those issues. So I do believe the efforts I put forth. I do believe the efforts I put forth. I put a hell of a lot of effort, man. I'm telling you. That's all I did 24-7, all through 2020, 2021, 2022. This became my life, right? I became a political and social activist, and I made sure that everything, everything that I was publishing on that website, I slammed Governor Ron DeSantis with it. So to me, um, I, I personally like to think that, you know, we've had a little bit of influence on, you know, I always joke with people and say Florida's free because of me. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that I did do more than anybody in terms of sending a, a, an overwhelming abundance of information on the face masks and the dangers of face masks and civil rights and, and, the, and, the, and, and U.S. codes and the federal civil rights and, and vaccines and, and, you know, the, the, the Nuremberg, Nuremberg Code and, and you know, uh, for, for What's going you know the on U.S. Code. What's going on down well, in Florida you know, where right you now, required? Hang on. Right now there's What's just going a bunch on of, right now there's just right now there's a bunch of, of idiot sheeple, you know, ignorant, foolish, um, dumbed down, stupefied sheeple that still walk around with face diapers on. You can see them in, in so you know alone in their car after three years still wearing a face diaper. You can see that all over the country. You'll see that all all over the world. So th- they exist in Florida too, but. The, the businesses are not requiring, and they cannot require, a person to um, wear a face mask in, in a place of public accommodation. They can't. They and that's what I nailed they got the fence with big time. They got a law now, What's Mike. That? Hang on. They got a law now that says you can't protest without buying, buying insurance and, and putting up a, <clears throat> a bond. You can no <laughs> longer protest and rally anymore down in Florida. You have to get a permit. And if they deny you the permit, you have to have 50 or more people. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, what's going on with that? You can't have no First Amendment well, anymore I, in Florida? That's, that's the first I've heard of that. But, um, you know, ultimately, the answer to that, Joe, and for your audience, the ultimate answer for that comes down to, again, the ultimate statement. The United States of America is a corporation. It's been infiltrated and hijacked by New World Order, One World Government, communists, okay, um, and again, to the extent that people say the Jews, because they own the banks and they own Hollywood and they own all, all the, the World Banks and the Fed and everything else, uh, whether they're Jews or not, because, you know, again, you, you know I've gotten into the, what I call the Jew psyop in depth, right, because there's also Revelation 2939, those that call themselves Jews but are not. We know there's a group of people in this world, in my opinion, they've, ha- they've hijacked the Catholic Church, they've hijacked the Christian churches, they've hijacked Judaism, they've hijacked uh, the education system, they've hijacked uh, the media, they own and control everything, they're, they're, they're filth, they're, sc- they're scum, they're godless, they're soulless, they're putrid, they're, they're the seed of, of, of Cain, they're, they're the seed of Esau, they're, they're, they're the bad blood, 
they're, they're yes. the biblical bad brother, you know, in the Bible. They're, they're no good. They're godless. They reject God. They, they, they're Satanists. They're, 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 their religion is total freedom. means there's no responsibility with freedom. It's you can do whatever you want. You, you, can, you can, you know, go to a, a kindergarten and have a man dress up like a woman and shake his ass in front of five-year-olds in kindergarten because that's freedom. See, they've perverted freedom. They've perverted our Constitution. They've perverted God's word. And then they use it. They use psyops like, well, I have a First Amendment right. I have a First Amendment right. They've turned it upside down and bastardized it so they could use it to their advantage. So that's what they've done. They, they've used a ton of psyops to not only stupefy people and dumb people down, but to be able to manipulate people into conforming, into conforming with their godless agenda. That's what they did in Germany prior to World War II. That was a big part of the reason for World War II, because there was a guy who happened to be, he happened to be a war hero in World War I, and he was disgusted with what these uh, communist, world globalist Jew banksters did in his country. People. You're right, Mike. Right. Exactly so the same people you're here today. Right. So, so the problem is, see, that I, I've always been very, going back to the earlier comment about, you know, Ron DeSantis with the anti-Semite thing. I sent him a letter making it clear. Hey, Ron, um, clarify for the people what you mean by anti-Semitism, because let me tell you right now, Ron, the vast majority of people that say anything at all against a Jew is not because they hate Jews or they're anti-Semites. It's because they know and understand the Jews as owning the Fed and owning the World Banks and owning Hollywood that's putting out all the perversion and the immorality and owning all the TV shows that pumps out all the immorality and the perversion and owning the, all the media and putting out the fake news. They understand the Jews is owning all that, and that's who they're opposed to. They're not opposed to Jews per se. They're not anti-Semites. They're opposed to whoever, whether they're Jews or not, who are controlling all of those affairs in this world because they're perverts, they're godless. And they're pushing their agenda into society and making it politically correct and politically expedient to get their agenda into society. And they're humiliating people and shaming them with concepts of racism and anti-Semitism and all this other shit to confuse them and to couch with them like a dog with a tail between their legs to cower in submission unto their ways. And, and they've done a good job of doing that. They create all these social trends where people are defacing their bodies and self-destructing, you know, habits and behaviors with the vaping and the ink and graffiti all over the body and the drinking and the smoking and the tattoos. That's all about defacing people, defiling people, making them godless in the sight of God, perverting them and having them be dumbed down and just thinking life is about getting drunk and watching a ball game and going and trying to get laid with somebody. That's what they've done. And that's what they were doing in Germany. And in Berlin, they completely they turned Berlin into a brothel, a pedophile brothel. You know, and, okay, so and the people Mike are speaking about, if you look back in history and it's documented that these same individuals, we're not talking about the Jew people. We're talking about the people that told Jesus they weren't going to follow him and his father's word, and they turned then. Those, that sect of people, like he said, the, the seed of Cain. They have been kicked out of 131 countries in over a thousand times in history. They've been banned because of the, the same shit that's going on today. It's been going on back in, and Mike said perfectly, World War II Germany is upon us right here. Everything that went on there with the brothels, they turned everything into a, it was a whorehouse everywhere, drunkenness, 
and it's, a, it's the, the demise of the people in order for the elite to stay in power. That's what it is, 100%. And the only people, let me just say one quick thing. The only, the only people that are going to understand that, everything Dave just said and what I was saying, the only people that are going to fully understand it and clearly understand it are those who watch all 12 hours from beginning to end of Europa, the last battle which I posted on the videos page at both therighteousarmy.org and thebigvirushoax.com. Only people who watch from beginning to end, whether it's three hours tonight and three hours tomorrow and three hours the next day or six hours today and six hours tomorrow, whatever they do, they watch it nonstop from beginning to end, all 12 hours of Europa the last battle, then they will know what the hell's going on. Yep. We should do a podcast playing that. Hang on, and, and do a commentary on it at this point, you know, pause it and then talk about a certain parts, you know what I mean? That's what we should really do. You know, obviously we can't do it all at once, you know, do the whole thing, but to do like a couple hours one week and then next week do the next couple hours, you know what I mean? Or every other night, and then make a commentary on it, on, on what they're talking about, and try to explain it to people who don't still figure it out, you know what I mean? Yep, and here's, yeah. here's another thing. You guys, I sent you both a video. It's actually, it takes Europa, and this guy spent five years doing this, and I, came, I was dumbfounded after I watched Europa. When I watched this one, this took Europa to a whole new level because what it does is it gets in-depth with exactly, and we're talking about calling out the individual people, the names, uh, the, the societies, all of it labeled, blueprinted right in front of you in a much tighter conscript, uh, layout where Europa goes through the whole history that we never knew of, but what we're talking about right now with more of a modernization of this same shit that's going on is unbelievable. I mean, it goes through every name, every individual's, uh, where their background's from, who they're from, where they come from, what their intentions were, what the results were, and buddy, oh boy, let me say, Mike said uh, so Florida's free because what, of me, okay, okay. but so what's Santa the says not, huh? What's the answer to fixing this? What can we do? What can well, we do? What's happened in the past is only one way to say it. They have banished. They abolished. They get rid of these people. They have to be taken down. They have to be removed, and they have to be told, you are no longer permitted in this country. That is the only way they have ever right. not completely overrun everything. That's the only way. That's, that's, that's exactly right. And that's if we're to be a... Uh, Christian or God-fearing, God-respecting nation. And if you don't even believe in God, let's just uh, whatever it is, the, the things that these people believe in, just on a, on a well, moral, what? if you're born and don't have any beliefs, they are wrong in so many ways. And if people understood what these politicians have laid in bed with now because of all the dollar bill, it's all over a dollar bill because they have to have the power. They have to have the money and the power. And in order for them to do that, they've got to dumb you down. They've got to make people like myself, Mike, and you, Joe, platforms, people with information, people that understand what's going on now. Shut your mouth. You're going to jail. DeSantis made it very clear when he went over to Israel for now the second time because he did it in 2019 as well with some anti-Semitic stuff. But this time around, he takes the bill over there and signs it in front of his puppeteers, his string keepers, the ones that are running the show for him. A hundred percent. Now, if that doesn't say anything, if people don't understand, why would Rod DeSantis go to Israel to sign a bill for a state in the United States of America to be in law? Why? 
because well, let me answer that. Nanahu runs his show. Period. Yeah. One of the things that's, that's critical here, uh, I always mention psyops, right? Is and this is what concerns me about. Um, frankly, I'm, you know, it, it's a delicate issue because the vast. All right. This is an intricate web because, first of all, when I said Christian or God-fearing nation, um, I could have just as well and perhaps should have said moral because ultimately here's the problem. There's a lot of people that are turned off by Christianity or religion or the concept of God, but whether they are or not, the only reason I even will support the word Christian or Christians or godliness is because that's the basis for morality. So if you yes. look at moral moral ideas or moral concepts, they come ultimately they come from um, Bible-based Christian, Judeo-Christian type, you know, um, ideas and, and teachings, i.e., the Ten Commandments. But again, that's been also bastardized, right? Yes. The original writings of, of the Israelites have been bastardized. Well, we we don't have access to the original writings. In fact, when you look at some of the other books that have been kept out of our current Bible um, for specifically for purposes of, of preventing people from having a deeper, more thorough understanding about the fact that they are to be gods. They are to be righteous. As Yeshua said, be ye perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. All right? He who overcometh the same shall be saved. Look, we're all here, you know, with weaknesses. But what they've done is they've created this illusion that, oh, no, we're, we're all just wretched sinners. Well, I'm a filthy rag, and I can do no good. Only Jesus is good. You know, this illusion to make people continue to waller in filth. That's not what Christianity, true Christianity, is all about. That's another problem. There is such a thing as false Christianity and true, true Christianity. True Christianity meaning the essence of the true teachings of, of Yeshua, the man that was here. 2,000 years ago, and people try to say, oh, that was a made-up story. No, that man was here. The man was here. There's a lot of made-up stories about him and a lot of religion that's BS, but the man that was here was here and taught what he taught, and what he taught was consistent with a moral, godly uh, approach to, to life, which, again, is the opposite of what these people are about. They're about, as anything goes, transsexual, transgender, transhumanism, self-destructive, self-destructive social trends, self-destructive behaviors, godless reality. That, that's what they are about. And, 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 and in no small part, in no small part it's them trying to smack, smack God in the face, you know, and say, look what we've done to your creation. Mike, it sounds to me that we're at a point now where we know everything that's going on. We know the crimes being perpetrated. And if we try focusing on like a laser beam at the head of the snake and the problem, we can't. There's no way. Basically, there's no way to fix and repair anything unless the masses of people wake up and, and, and we know that's not going to happen. Right, and here's another happen. one. I'm going to tell you right now, it compounds this problem tenfold because it's not being addressed. The Freemasonry lodges in this country stem directly from exactly the same people that have banking with the Rothschilds and the British Crown through these, the sect of Jews that turned on Jesus, these evil ones. The Freemason people in this country 
that are lower level, not the 33 and the third degree ones. Now, we're talking the highest level of these guys are the corrupt, same satanic cult-worshipping people, and they are just about on every street corner, street block, just like you see a church, a synagogue. They have infiltrated America. They have every intention of collapsing America as we know it because our founding fathers, believe it or not, there were some seriously bad ones there. Benjamin Franklin, the Hellfire Club. Look at Yeah, let, let me interject on that tape because when you sent me that text the other day and I tried to caution you on it, look, I can watch it. We, we all have a different level of, of, of um, discernment and understanding, right, all of us. We, we perceive things differently. Um, so I'm just throwing it out as, as, as a caution, right, that I would say, hold on, I would say it's, a fair, it's fair to say that even, it, it, it's fair to say that there's two possibilities regarding the Freemasons. It could, in fact, be that, um, it's, it, as many believe, it's just a, always been a satanic-driven uh, thing, but it's also fair to say it's equally possible that the Founding Fathers and the Freemasons were people of God with a moral turpitude and Bible base, and they were intending to be good, but it was also hijacked by these same people, and they turned it into something else and gave it this satanic uh, uh, you know, essence about it on purpose to turn people away from any chance of, of seeing the true essence of the moral aspect of the founding fathers, because there was a lot of godly-based um, movements going on by the founding fathers. It, it could be argued that the Constitution is an inspired document that was given by God Almighty, because it's a perfect document. It really is. Not it's better than anything bad. else that's ever existed. So I do think that the Freemason movement itself, just like the Jews, what are the Jews? They want us to condemn Jews so they can pigeonhole us and call us anti-Semites. They also want people to think of Freemasons as being satanic. That's why I mentioned the higher elite, the higher degree Masons I'm talking about, because you have your 33 and a third, the highest you can be. You're talking about the ones that were some of the founding fathers. You know, there's guys in the founding fathers that people don't realize the Hellfire Club, what it was. Look it up. You're talking about complete drunkenness and orgies by Benjamin Franklin. That's what he was involved in. You're talking about a well, guy so that they, so, so, so they say, so that, could be, that could be made up propaganda for all we know. It could no, be. It could be, not, be because they up. do that. They try to put well, dirt not, on the righteous people. Well, I would come out and say that, I would make sure I know exactly what I'm talking about. And I have looked into it just like after watching Europa. I've spent the last four months. The Freemasonry lodges in this country have been infiltrated at the highest level, and they have the highest pool. You look at the skull and bones. Do you know who the skull is that's represented by the skull and bones chapter, the three presidents, or two presidents, I'm sorry, and their father, Prescott, Walsh Bush? What that, who that skull represents, what that's from? That's John the Baptist's skull. They didn't believe in Jesus. They believe in John the Baptist was the man. A lot of people don't know that. Now, that's a fact. Well, yeah, that's another theory. That's, that's, I mean, that's another deep, group that does deep, But the yeah. part about it is this country, the, the main thing is this country is being run by people with bad intentions for people that have morals. If you don't believe what really they believe in. Listen, we talk about this system, the government, the system, the people. Who are, what are we, who are we talking about? Ghosts? What are we going to punch? Ghosts? What, you know, I mean, who is the system? Who is the government? Who are they? You know, I mean, who is Biden? Joe Biden? He don't run anything. You know, who are they? You know, who are these people? You it's know, the who people. Are these it's the people. 
It's it's it comes back to we the people collectively those those who are of uh, those of us who are of like mind on these key issues must rise and put things back in order or or we just need divine intervention period. That's right. Well, there that's you exactly go. That's right. Hang on, it was great that you brought that up. I'm glad you went to that because that's where I was leading to. You know why can't we get a miracle today like they did back 2,000 years ago? They required a miracle and they had and they got it from Moses. God provided them with. You know where's our miracle? What's going on here? I mean, shouldn't we? Don't we deserve a miracle at least? I mean, I mean, for goodness sake, all the deception that's out there that that the the Bible. I mean, and again. The word of God. What is the word of God? It, okay, I, I have knocked down, dragged out debates with pastor friends of mine, and they won't come on this show, and they will not. They will not because they're they're scared to. I don't, you know, I know they're scared to. But the, the number two is that they will not, and number three is that they 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 tear me apart because I got Satan in me now because I, I I'm out there researching other things and new things. Oh no, you're the devil, and and the devil's got a hold of your heart, and that's it. You're you know. You're you're wrong. You need to repent. You know, I'm only supposed to believe their their doctrine. I can't go research anything right. else. God their forbid. Do they, why don't you right. say God, God forbid that you should use your own God-given intellect? Satan owns earth. God gave gave God gave earth to Satan. He gave it to him to run. That's a fact. And if you believe in the Bible that God said that, you know what? Here you go. You cast you out of heaven because you slept with Eve. You enabled the Cain seed. Down through the lineage, so now you have these same. They want to call them fallen angels, whatever. But the seed of the devil has control of this. Well, earth. Look, it's his. None of it, yeah, I know. I don't want to get off into that because you know, you know, we don't, none of us has any manuscripts or or evidence of anything that says anything right now. But we have to talk about here and now today because we're in trouble as a people, as humanity. I mean, how do we stop? I mean the people. Do the does the people have enough power in the voting booths in the in the numbers to, to change? No, 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 no voting, no voting. It's not going to be done through voting. It's only going to be done through clicks, through little groups. We need little micro armies, little organizations, people. We the people need to start building our little our communities, man. It's about on a grassroots level. It's not about because they're coming on to listen to your show or they're coming on to watch my Zoom meeting and they think they're doing something. No, they need to wake up and start doing something in their community. Just like I indicated, I'm well, I'm doing my part. I read the letter earlier that that's gone to every sheriff in my state. It's gone to my governor. It's gone to my attorney general. It's gone to my local, my county, um, you know, uh, mayor and my county state attorney and and the county legal office. And all the commissioners in my county that, that make up all the districts in my county. Let me bring on another caller who wants to jump in. Anybody want to jump in? Press number one because obviously we're trying to find results. We're trying to find solutions here to, because we keep talking about the same stuff, which is fine. It's good to talk about it, but we need to hear solutions. So three, two, three. Go ahead. Oh, hey, Joseph Gibson. What's happening with you, Shabaka Sankora here, the executive producer of Shabaka's Black Experience in Hand. Uh, what's going on right now, man? I hate to be the very bad news, you know, because once again, you know, the police department is uh, shooting our young people, and then a young man, you know, gets shot in the head, man, simply because he knocked on the wrong door, and then the old dude goes out there when he was on the ground, shoots him again, and 
and thank God that young man didn't die. Uh, then, of course, the business there in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, with four black cops, you know, have murdered that man, Tyrese uh, Nichols. Now, uh, there's a lot in general media that is saying that, oh, well, you know, this wasn't racist because, uh, you know, the guy was black and the officers was black. But, however, they still carried out the same slave mentality, you know, as the race soldiers do. And uh, tonight on Shabaka's Black Experience Enhanced, which will be starting in exactly 64 minutes, we're having a general conversation. And our topics are going to be as follows. Where do we fit in in these contemporary times, you know, speaking of uh, black people? Status of black men. The miseducation of our children in these public indoctrination centers. And then also, too, I'm going to be advocating that we as black people should be getting control of major sports leagues, you know, such as the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball. It's because, believe it or not, those industries contribute to the gross national product of the United States. Also, too, these algorithms that they're coming up with out of silly con game valley as i refer to it as where they want all your personal information where they got children's dolls where a guy did a, a live feed on that wanting the little child's name address wish it where the child goes to school and stuff like that okay see that's unacceptable that's a threat to all children then on the Tweety Bird, actually, I'm going to start calling it Stinky Bird because it's owned by Musk, as in musky and funky and filthy and nasty. Okay. Uh, they got a doll through artificial intelligence, okay, uh, that that goes straight to the military, straight to law enforcement agencies. So downright, you know, you got artificial intelligence creating artificial intelligence. This is a threat to the whole wide world. You see what I'm saying? It really is. Yep. And then, of course, what's happening on the continent of Africa with these proxy wars that's happening there in the uh, Sudan, which is the land of the black people translated. Uh, that is basically China trying to go in there, get all the raw resources, snatch all the silicon. Then what happens is is that when these uh, neo-colonialistic uh, perfect regimes cannot pay the land back, China is going in there. Season it, you know what I mean? Okay, so you know there's a whole lot of problems, and it's time for the whole Pan African diaspora to unite. It's because, hey man, that's the only it's up to my people to say themselves, man. See, we have to make this junk stop, okay? Because the race soldiers are still going out there murdering unarmed black people, you know. And as you know, Joe, down in your state, that used to kill and lynch black men, uh, you know, just for recreation. Oh, and by the way, and of course, I know your cussing policy, and I'm hoping that Carolyn Bryant burns in hell again and again and again. <laughs> That raggedy-ass tramp should have been hauled out there with a wheelchair, oxygen bottle and all that, and thrown straight off into the jail. But, however, I guess it saved it from prevent from being prosecuted. You know it, old Hiding Biden, Joe Biden, and at Chewbacca's Black Experience in Hans, we're waiting on you Biden supporters to give us a call at 516-418-5996. And also to the dump, as in human crap, belongs in jail. He's not going to get convicted. Okay. And the governor of Florida, he belongs in an in insane asylum. And I'm going to be advocating that all black folks down there don't go to Florida. 
boycott Florida, and I don't Shabaka, refer to him. Who do you support? Shabaka, who do you support? <laughs> who do I support? What I support is black economical independence on a worldwide basis. That's what I support because it didn't work. I mean, Dr. King even said, Joe, and you and I have had this conversation before, that he's led our people into a burning house of integration, and he did. I admire the man because he realized his mistake. Yes, sir. Say whatever you like. Can I ask you a question, brother? How do you say your name, Shabaka? Yes, Shabaka. Shabaka. Chewbacca, do you believe that that the 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 black Negro race of people should have their own nation? Sir, I've been advocating that man about for the last twenty five years of my life. Well, because the reason, okay, God bless you. Okay, the reason no, I said God bless you. God bless you, brother. Okay. Uh, oh, well, thank you. Because that's a big part a big part of the problem we have is first of all, this New World Order, One World Government agenda is all about amalgamating all the races. It's about destroying black, white, Asian, all of them. They want to amalgamate all. And true diversity is the beauty that God created. God created all the unique, beautiful races, right? If you, you know, whether you want to believe in God or not, I mean, there's no question that if you want to say nature, because if we go back in time, there were different nations with different, you know, nation means natal. It's, 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 it's relative to a person's racial inheritance, right, with how they're born. And that mm-hmm. has been broken down by the one world order government people that have been striving to destroy everything about what God made. So you're, you're 100% right. Um, the black Negro race of people should have their own beautiful nation with their, their, their mm-hmm. beautiful cultures have. and heritages. Go ahead. They did have, like the Bible says. Well, they you know, did. We talk about just when you get into the Hebrew stuff. The Hebrew right. word of Elohim is plural gods. Gods. Uh, we got another caller. We got another caller on the line, too. I don't let you guys know that. So I got another caller that wants to interact with, too. So go ahead. Go ahead you know, people don't understand that the misinterpretation and mis- the complete dialect of the Bible is wrong. The Elohim, the gods, created men and our image. It wasn't his image. It was our image. There are okay. multiple gods, maybe sitting on a council with one, one that's the almighty. I don't know. But at the beginning, all the races were separated. All of them. Mm-hmm. Now, once upon that happening, when uh, Lucifer decided he was going to do his thing with Eve, and God cast him out of heaven, he made mm-hmm. a pact with 200 others. A third of the angels to get even with God. And what did they do? They went through and they tried to mix all the races because the eating of the apple, the, the Garden of Eden, was the earth, the continents, the separation of the races. You didn't have to, you had each one all work together, is what they were striving for. Okay, you didn't Okay, well, sir, sir. Okay, not cutting you off, you know, and respecting Joe's platform. There's more than just one God, I believe. Uh, all right, hang on, Dave. Let me ask you that. Okay, all right, okay, but the only thing I would say is if you look at uh, racial characteristics, these are long-term uh, adaptations of climate. 
Okay, it's because, you know, there's been a lot of research done on that, you know what I mean? And then on top of it as well, too, is when it comes to the black man's history that they try to erase his history, you know, well, not so much here in the U.S., but throughout the world histories because he gave the world the concept of navigation, astronomy, architecture, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Definitely check out Dr. Ashwaugh, crazy on that. Every race had that across the board. The, the sons, the evil bastards, are the ones that have tried to manipulate where and make it look like one race was completely trying to divert and take away from the black race, like the whites. This is a problem because these people have been on this planet and for a reason. They are God's enemy. Every human being on this planet is God's creation, the, the, the plural, the Elohim, the gods. When I say gods, you guys have to listen. Each people had a god. They had an area. It's basically you have Africa's de, de, definitive. You would think that's where the black man's from. You would think of North America, the whites. You think of Asia as the, the Chinese or the Japanese. We were not meant to mix races, according to okay. the Hebrew Bible. Okay. The Garden of Eden, the apple, was eaten, and they were told, do not eat from the tree. Not only were they told, don't eat, but you were not ever told, they were told, don't touch. Do mm-hmm. not touch. But the misinterpretation of the apple in Hebrew translation is people. You don't mm, mix the people. Okay. And it was not, I don't not meant to have... I don't, I'm not too sure about that one there. Uh, you, you know, but that's something. It's, like, and it's more Hebrew stuff. Because if you're going to talk about God, you've got to talk about the written word of God, the Hebrew, a lost language of over 700 years. You can't go from a translation from somebody that's the son of Cain, uh, the seed of Cain, all that, where they, they've already – Christian belief is a, is a Judaism, all that. It's based on okay, the right, son. Hang on, hang on. Let, let me bring on this other caller. Let me bring on this other caller because I don't want to get too much into the, the, the religious argument here. But uh, I want to get to today's problem, you know. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Brother Shabaka, how are hey, you doing? Hey, Sarge. 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 Hey, you know, oh, oh, look here. Time. I intend to be there as soon as I can. But in the meantime, in the interim, I would yes. like to ask you to flush out a couple of the points that you raised a bit earlier. Because I am curious as, I mean, they were, they were somewhat skeletonized, and I want to get a better handle on what exactly is you mean. And number one, okay. well, the first thing is, you mentioned that blacks should get control of, and also, that was the words you used, of Major mm-hmm. League Baseball. Oh, uh, and the NFL and, uh, and the NBA, yes, sir. Okay, getting control of. And I was wondering... Other than a change of management, which I guess would occur when either mm-hmm. a consortium or a person makes an offer to the people who presently own them and they decide right. to sell them, what then would what what changes would ensue once this change of management and ownership had occurred? And then number two, secondly, when you said that uh, Carol and Brian ought to burn in hell, and since I don't really know oh, that yeah. much about the woman other than what is historically on the record, 
Whether she burns Sarge, in hell or not, it's a matter Sarge, of how she puts the life Sarge, out of man. you're from Chicago. Wait a minute, now, I'm going to ask a question. Now, I'm getting very specific here. I'm going to get very specific, okay? Okay. I'm, very, I, I'm fully aware of the Emma Till story. There's nothing I don't think you can tell me about it that isn't on the record that I don't know, okay? Okay. So I just want, I just want to ask a very specific question in regard to what you said, your point. Now, other than her burning in hell, she may or may not be burning in hell, depending on whether or not she repented of her sins before she died, and she could be with Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian, I understand that's what you're supposed to be able to do. And if you genuinely repent, then you're forgiven and you can go to heaven. Okay, but as whether she goes to hell, I don't know. That I cannot say. But my question is this. Since you assume she should have been prosecuted, and that's what I think you said, Right. I would imagine the charge would be the most appropriate charge of what she might have been guilty of is accessory to murder. Okay, now, yeah, given the on, fact on that, that I agree I, with you. I'm, well, I'm assuming you think she's guilty as an accessory to murder. And oh, if absolutely. so, how do you think it is possible to prove that in a court okay. of law? No, okay, well, now, wait, now, all, I'm uh, going to ask you two questions. Now. I'm going to ask you two questions, okay? So I want to know how you prove she's an accessory to murder in court of law, and number two, about uh, how, what occurs if and when Major League Baseball, because each one of these are individually owned. Each team is individually mm-hmm. owned, and they form a league. So right. what changes would ensue once this change of man- management comes about, and what is the what is the ultimate goal once that happens? Okay, on on the professional sports uh, aspect of it is is that uh, we as a people who produce the revenue for it, Sarge, as you know, all the way from Wrigley Field to the L.A. Coliseum to Madison Square Garden, all the way down there to all the sports arenas, you know, where you currently got the NBA going on, you know, the personnel that's generating this wealth is more than 75% black. Okay, now, just like uh, when Colin Kaepernick, was taking a knee in protest, you know, to the police murders of our people. Your good old uh, 45 president, the dump, as in human crap, oh, we'll get the SOB off the field. Somebody needs to fire him and all that. Now, if every black player in the NFL had joined Colin Kaepernick and said, and guess what, we're taking these jerseys off, we're taking these shoulder pads off, we're throwing them on the 50-yard line, we're not playing the Super Bowl today. Do you know what kind of economical uh, uh, chain reaction that would have caused art? All the sponsors of it, oh, they're going to want their money back. Oh, then, of course, the fans are going to raise all all kind of hell, hey, I need my money back. You see, that's a chain reaction. That's and a what would happen when the NFL went on strike in the, in the 1970s? Remember that, the early 80s? Oh, what I remember I remembered very well, Sarge. I was living in Los Angeles. It, it didn't it work out too well for the strikers, as I recall. Okay, no, what had happened was you had a lot of them that was crossing the picket line, you know what I'm saying? It's because a lot oh, they of them, hired you know, scabs, man. They got a lot of people who want to play in the oh, NFL. Yeah, 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 yeah. They hired <laughs> Why would you bring up Colin Kaepernick, whose black parents walked away from him? He was adopted by white parents. Now he denounces that. Okay. Now, the point is that you have to understand, in the black community, man, there are a lot of children that are being born out of wedlock, a lot of children that are being abandoned. Read Dr. Francis Cress Welsing's the uh, ISIS papers on that. You have a lot of black scholars, you know, who are uh, addressing that issue. Also, uh, too, that's going to be one of the things that we're going to talk about on Shabaka's Black Experience Enhanced tonight is because, you know, it's time for black men to step up to the plate, you see, as opposed to being polarized, not, I'm sorry, not polarized 
Enterprise. But during the 1980s and when you had the massive uh, incarceration, the massive drug usage in the black community, uh, it was planted there by the CIA, Operation Pegasus. Check out an LAPD police officer, I believe, by the name of Webb. And he came up dead, by the way. It's because, you know, he had stated it was the CIA doing it when that old senile fool who used to be the governor of California became the 40th president. He had a hand in it, too. It's because for some odd reason, in the United States of America, if not in all Western culture, they think that black people are supposed to be beaten, brutalized, experimented on, and what happened. But, but wait a minute now, Shabak. I'm still trying to understand ahead, how it is that going on strike is going to give you control of a sports league. No, I didn't say going on strike. I just said tear it up, man, and take the revenue, man, and start building up your own teams, man, and just start marketing it. Wait, the third year was control, take control of. And what, how uh, would this yeah. control manifest itself? Oh, by them not showing up, the chain reaction or where it would cause where the fans will not want to show up. They'll want their money back on the season's tickets. All the advertisers, you know, will pull from it. And with the talent level of the black lady, please let me finish. Okay, please let me finish. And then the talent and the caliber of the black athlete in Sarge Johnson Publications did a story on it in the 1970s. Okay, is the black athlete naturally superior? Now, Jimmy the Greek. Uh, we all remember Jimmy the now, Greek. You're speaking away from the subject. Now, you're still not telling me how this control is going to be assumed. And then once the control is assumed, because remember, each team is individually owned. They are in a league of I owners. Understand. Yeah, and they, they have a president. Franchise. I'm trying to understand how this control <laughs> manifests itself. Okay, what, the way what, I, I, have the answer. I have the answer, but I want to hear what Kabash says. But I have the answer for that. Okay, no, my name, Shabaka, Kibosh, sir. <laughs> no, sir, my name is Shabaka. My name is Shabaka, sir. S H A B A K A. Okay, please pronounce it right. Okay, you may, okay, you may disagree with me, which is fine, great, beautiful. But I'm just saying, is no, that I agree with you. The talent. I agree. That but I want you to have, answer uh, uh, Sarge's questions. But I want to, I want to weigh in on it because I agree with you, and I have a solution but go ahead oh, okay all right great beautiful okay but what i'm saying though sarge is this if every player you know top player comes together in a fit you know black unity on it when it comes to professional sports hey we're not playing today we know we're going to get hit with a uh, avalanche of lawsuits we know we're going to get hit with a bunch of breach of contracts and what have you Okay, and if they form their own league, if they form their own league, I guarantee you, man, that 75% of those going to those games with that level of talent will be non-blacks. Okay, because so, wait, everybody so they're not going to get control of the league that exists. They're going to break away and form their own USFL or something like that? No, that's Trump's garbage, man. No, but they only I know it's not. It I'm is. just saying another yes. league is another name. If you're going to do all that, I would just like to see how you're going to declare how each individual is black, completely black. Are you going to go back through the lineage of their family and just depict that they haven't well, had sir. anybody that Okay, sir, sir, sir. As we stayed on Shabaka's black experience in hand, Sarge will tell you, Joe will tell you, is that uh, that is from the raping, slave trading pedophile, okay? Look what That's Black right. Friday That's was right. about, where there was down there in those states of Carolina, Georgia, and what have you, taking black girls, 13, 14, 15 years old, and putting them up on auction blocks to be sold to young white men to go breed, quote-unquote, his own slaves. Come on, Shabaka, you can't evade my question. I'm trying to get brass tags here, man. 
And now you're going back to miscegnation by rape. I'm speaking on, of the on, league here. that Hold you on. want to yeah, assume yeah. control yeah. of that you say hey, black players form together Serge. and take control of. That's what I'm trying to understand. Kabasha, okay. Kabasha. Did I say it right there? No, sir. My name is not Kabasha. My name is Shabaka, sir. F H A B A K A. Not Shabasha. None of that. I love the name. Okay. And I got a lot of respect for Joe Gibson, although me and Joe, we fight like cats and dogs all the time. You know what I'm saying? But I still respect Joe. Spell your name for me one more time. Okay. S is in Sam. Okay. S is in Sam. H as in Hammer, uh-huh. A as in Adam, B as in Boy, A as in Adam, K as in King, A as in Adam. Shabaka. Exactly. Shabaka. Like All right, Shabaka. I, I, yeah. Let me let me talk for a minute because I've been listening to you guys and you're awesome. I, Shabaka, I love you, man. You're a man for your race, and I love that about you. Oh, and thank I, you. First and of all, before anything, that. I would love um, – because I've been wanting to do actually – a podcast or a show with a black man just like you and me and, okay. and, an, and an Indian from India and an Asian so we can speak the truth on race, man. And, and you, okay. you'd be the man. You I'd have love to, to pay have me. Okay, I'll be more than yeah. happy to do it, but you would have to pay me. Well, I would say we should do it. We should, we should make it a show, brother, and it would be our show. We should do it together and make it happen. Okay, great. Well, here, I don't have a problem. Say, here's what I wanted to say on, on – Shabaka is 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 right. He's right on. And what there needs to be is actually what Sarge said is true. I don't know what the specifics he was referring to in the Trump thing, but no, there should be a black league. There should absolutely absolutely be a black league of baseball, mm-hmm. a black league of football, a black mm-hmm. league of baseball. Now, and there should now, be a am, white am I to understand though, Shabaka, would this black league exclude white players? Okay well, okay, well, that there, Sarge, would be uh, open for consideration, but basically what I was getting at, Sarge, is of, of the black players, okay? All the great black players from the beginning of the NFL, they're like with the Chicago Bears from the 1920s and the Packers and the Lions and what have you. Same thing with the NBA, you know what I mean? You know, that started by 1949, I believe, the Major League Baseball, that started in 18-something, you know what I mean? But the point is, what I'm saying is that these teams and these owners of these teams and these shareholders of these teams make revenue off the black player with his uh, excellence. And like I said about Jimmy the Greek, who they fired from CBS 1970-something, and I know to a lot of people that's ancient history, but you and I, Sarge, remember that in the Greek oh, was I right. That quite, well. quite well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the Greek was right. It's because, you know, the slave was bred uh, for strength and the hard work, working sun up to sundown. You see what I'm saying? But the thing is, is that they kept the slave physically strong, but they kept him mentally weak. You see what I'm saying? And then, like, when you look at old Hollywood of the 1920s and 30s and 40s, they'll show you Amos and Andy, Rochester, and all that type of stuff, keeping a black male in a subservient uh, role, you see. Now, but it happened was during the black and in era, okay, which is uh, about starting about 1968, actually, let's say, with the assassination of Dr. King from the Civil Rights Movement, okay, it was about our self-sufficiency, you see. Now, the, now, 
the reason being for this is because half of the world's minerals that produce wealth worldwide, rather if it's China, rather if it's in Israel, rather if it's in England or France or what have you, came from the continent of Al-Kibalan. But they want the people that really hate themselves there, and this is why you had the colonialists who came in with the brutalization of the transatlantic slave trade as well, too. Check out Professor P.L.O. Lumumba, very heavy scholar on such knowledge. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> Then, when they had the Haitian Revolution of 1804, what did France do? They got them in colonial debt. So why is all the African nations in colonial debt to European powers and Eurocentric powers? And let's be real, ladies and gentlemen, the United States is built on one thing. It's called capitalism and greed. A fool like Bill Gates and, and Muskie Bird and Jeff Bezos, those fools have too much money. And the next time that they get on a space tour, you know what I'm saying, SpaceX or whatever what that garbage is, please fly to the sun. You have them go kill themselves. And I okay, think the whole now, world is not the whole galaxy would be better off. It's a bit too early for me to get a definitive answer or somewhat of definitive answer on what this black league will entail and what parameters and dimensions it will assume. So let me go on to the next question. The next okay, question is, Sarge. how is it likely that we're going to be able to convict Carolyn Bryant, assuming she was alive, of being an accessory to murder? Because the definition of being accessory to any crime is someone who knowingly helps to commit the offense or conceal it. They have to know that whatever they're doing mm -hmm. will result mm -hmm. in either the commission of the offense or that they're uh -huh. going to conceal it. How do we uh -huh. prove this beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law? Okay, well, first place, Sarge, later for the court of law, because the verdicts are part, oh, oh, you know, okay. they're, they're, well, that, they're that's fabricated. That's all I need to know. Okay, okay. okay, hold on, Sarge. Right, hold on, Sarge. I, I understand that. Okay, hold on, Sarge. And then right, the perpetrators that, that murdered him killed was Carolyn Bryant's husband <laughs> and his brother. Carolyn Bryant's husband and her brother, who went and killed Mr. Taylor. Now, I know what happened. You don't have to give me the details. I know what happened. I'm saying, how do we show this in court, assuming... You were to take her to court and not lynch her. Assuming they're taking the court and not lynch her. Well, see, Sarge, they have something called C-O-N-spiracy, conspiracy, okay, where they would deny people of justice on a systematic basis. Look at the legal system of California. You understand what I'm saying? Look at the legal system of New York State. And you all honestly believe that the dump is going to get convicted? I'm not saying that she isn't guilty of a crime. For all I know, she may very well be. you got to understand, I don't know enough about what she said to her husband, what she did afterward to conclude whether she's guilty or not. She may completely okay. be as guilty as sin. All I'm okay. asking is... What do you have to show that she is? Okay, it's because it was stated that she had alleged that Emmett Till had whistled to her when she came out of the grocery store. And then research that I've done on Miss Bryant, oh, they're going to find this very interesting, the good old boys. Uh, from what I understand on Miss Bryant, and we get more research on her, that she used to like to do this here for her sexual fantasies, okay? Well, she was probably stepping out on her old man, on her man, 
with black men. And then, of course, Sarge, we know on the plantation system, if you look at the motion picture, man, dingo. The white woman will go up there to the brother, tell the brother, hey, if you don't do it to me, I'm going to tell the master you raped me. So he was damned if he did, damned right, if he Buck, did. Now, the reason for not let holding me Sarge, 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 right, let, let me say this one last thing. One last question that I want to ask this man to make this statement. Let me make my last statement, then I'll answer your question. We know Mississippi at that time was a racist state. I don't oh, doubt yeah. that Carolyn Bryant was racist, okay? I don't doubt it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Now, is mm-hmm. it entirely possible that she had been, been outraged since she was racist, uh, assuming she was racist, uh, that, that a young black man whistled at her and made a comment to her that was uh, either vaguely sexual or an innuendo? And she was outraged okay. by this being a racist. And then she goes okay. home and tells her equally racist husband about and her outrage, and she accurately describes what Emmett Dill, Dill said or did to her. Now, does that mm-hmm. mean she is guilty of being an accessory to murder? Uh, it all depends on what state you're inside. I would say so. Well, I, 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 know, I mean, in every state much the same when you talk about being an accessory. Uh, well, Sarge, as you know, when it comes to every type of accident, every type of legal situation, Sarge, now you know you've been with Illinois PD or, or the exactly. Chicago I'm PD 25 years, yeah, which is one of the most corrupt police departments in uh, no, the nation. The LAPD, the LAPD has no morals whatsoever. They're just a bunch well, of we're clients behind that. talking about any police department that brings the charges against an individual of being an accessory to any crime, burglary, armed robbery, bank robbery, doesn't matter. Being an accessory has essentially the same definition. The crime may be different, but the definition of what an accessory is is pretty much the same. And again, I'm trying to understand how it is she gets prosecuted, and you can show this beyond a reasonable doubt. Even if she described accurately to her husband what happened in the store where she was a clerk. If she describes it accurately, she quotes exactly what Emmett Till said to her and the fact that she was outraged by this because she's a racist woman or she was simply outraged by a young teenager having the infantry to uh, whistle at her. Okay. Okay. Well, let me ask you this here, sir. Let me ask you this here, sir. Okay. Now, because of uh, what would that there would be? Okay. What is that there? They say like the instigator, right? Okay, Sarge. Okay, what did they say when they hit you with the charge about inciting a riot? You know, just like you're a proud boy. Yeah, here's what you do. I'll tell you this. I've arrested people for this. I've I've done it. What did you have arrested them for, Sarge? To incite a riot is to use words, gestures, or actions that are calculated Mm -hmm. to cause someone to erupt in tumultuous and riotous behavior. You have okay, to show that the individual would cause a reasonable person to believe that you have incited them to tumult and riot. Okay, Sarge. Okay, Mississippi has certain traditions. You can't be just saying that you say things that are outrageous. You have to direct them in some manner to riot or do some illegal tumult. 
Okay, but the only thing I can say about that is this, Sarge. Okay, maybe Carolyn Brand had a desire for Emmett, if you know what I mean, because it was quite common on the plantation, Sarge, as you know. The white woman go to the black male, hey, if you don't come up here and do it to me, I'm going to tell the master that you raped me. The reason why the white woman was like that is because the white man was always raping 14, 15-year-old black girls, okay? Maybe it's the, the sisters were built better, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe it was a control trip. Maybe it was a common of all three. Look at this sick bastard in L.A. by the name of uh, of uh, Harvey Weinstein. Okay, well, he went to a lot of those black actresses. Well, the only way you're going to get this big part in this movie okay. right here is that you got to do this right okay. here. L.A.'s famous okay, for that. Okay, kind of now part. we're getting to the nub of the situation here. Now, here's why I will agree with you that she is guilty of being an accessory to murder. If after describing accurately to her husband what Emmett Till said to her, in great detail, and are being outraged by it. Now, yet, we have gotten nothing that is illegal based on anything I've described thus far. But okay, well, sorry, that, you seem to know all that. Let me what finish, but I'll be real quick, and he can respond to it. I'll finish this and be real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. After she says this, this guy said this to me, this young man said this to me, and I'm outraged by this. And then she says to her husband, you know what, dear? You ought to go to that boy's house where he's staying with his grandfather. You ought to kidnap right. him from his house. You ought to take him over here. You ought to torture him half to death. Then you ought to tie a a, 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 a machinist man around his neck and Cotton toss him gin. in the Catahoochee River. That's what yeah, you ought Cotton to do. Gin. Now, if you could show she did anything remotely like that, then yes, she could be considered an accessory to murder. Do you think you can do that? Well, looking at the traditions of the South Stars of what I've just described. That's uh, not going to be good enough to get an individual in jail. You cannot hold an individual responsible for the actions of a culture. Okay. You have to hold them responsible for their individual actions in our court of law and our conditions. Sarge, you and I go back and forth. You just contradicted yourself, and I'm going to show you. When the Black Panther Party went out and exercised the Second Amendment rights, okay, they had cases fabricated against them. Look at the Panther 21 trial with Tupac Shakur's mother, okay? When Dr. Newton was there exercising the Second Amendment there in the state of California, what did old your boy with his special effects of Christian Formula and Crazy Glue, you know, the movie actor who became your 40th president? I don't know if he's signing them all for that. It's against the law you to have a firearm here in the state of California, which is in violation of the Second Amendment. And then keep in mind, uh, when Robert Williams did with the uh, Deacons of uh, Defense, he had but, to but go Chibaka, on the But what you are missing out on is that no Panther was charged with parading with weapons in the Capitol. That was a law that was passed up to it. Nobody was charged with that crime. It simply made a law from that point on for anyone to do what the Panthers did. Ah, but hold so on, no, you didn't have hold any it. individual Panthers hold being charged with the crime because you hold cannot make the crime. You cannot make a law ex facto. You can't do that. That's unconstitutional. Okay, then you need to explain that to a homosexual by the name of John Edgar Hoover, and may he rot in piss, okay, because what he did was... Was charged with being a homosexual? Sarge, he is the one that declared him public enemy number one is because he I was I understand that. What does that do with charging an individual one. with a crime like Carolyn Bryant? She's an individual who okay, might, have, might or might not have committed Sarge. a crime. Sarge, okay. I'm trying to narrow the focus here. I know, I 
know she where our larger issues. We regularly oh. speak to them, and I'd be happy to speak to all of these larger issues. But you mentioned a specific individual, and specific individuals are tried as such in our judicial system. Hey, uh, sorry. Let me get David here. here. He's been waiting patiently now. Dave, what do you think about all this here? It all stems back to the reality, the reality that the people that are in control of what's going on in this world, they want the blacks to fight with the whites. They want the Asians to fight with the, the blacks. They want everybody to be against each other because they want to pollute and water down the entire world. Now, whether you believe that or not, whether or not you believe that uh, individual races should have been separated, and we were supposed to all work together, and it was, it was supposed to be the, the experiment, the big outcome was everybody work together, and not race mixing, that's another thing. I don't know if it's all true, but as I get farther and farther into the Hebrew Bible, which is the word of God from the beginning, everything that we've been told is a lie. Everything that we believe in is by these people that are the son, the seed of Cain, the evil people, Lucifer's kids, that are here on the planet to do one thing, called corrupt destruction, mayhem. That's all they want, and they want it, it goes through races. It's white against black. But then you don't ever see anybody with a tiny black hat on or a little square box on their forehead or their arm and in a court under judicial anything in our, in our world. We don't see it. It doesn't happen. Because they make the laws, they write the laws, and we have to abide by them, and it's coming to be Noahide laws. And when you don't believe what they believe in, this complete destruction of morality is what it's coming down to. Who has the morals? Can you be black and moral? Can you be white and moral? Can you be Asian and moral? Absolutely you can. That's a choice. It all comes down to the choices you make and the accountability held thereafter. And that's what it should be. Very few. Very few. Why? Why? They hold their own they have their own laws, just like the Amish. You don't see the Amish in court. They hold their they have a separate thing. I don't understand it. Oh that he's right. It's insanity how they can just depict, okay, we can't, like DeSantis goes over to Israel and makes a deal with these people because he's their puppet. But when it comes down to having, if they commit a crime, when you have in New York City a, a known case of herpes spread because of when they, when they do the uh, circumcision, that it's inherent in the Jewish community that the herpes were spread. And a Jewish baby goes and dies in a hospital, they don't charge him with anything. That's like saying you got AIDS and you're going to run around and you're going to know, knowingly you're going to screw somebody and you're going to give them AIDS. Thank Dr. Fauci for that too. The black community can. In New York these Fauci. days, they don't charge anybody with a crime except Donald Trump. Exactly right. It's sad because the people that are in power make the power, write the power, hold the power because the people like us don't stand up and unite. I'm not. I got a lot of black friends, and a lot of my black friends hate black people that are completely against white people, and they should. We are not the enemy. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, sir. So hold on. Hey, wait a minute, sir. Hold on. Let me explain something to you right now. You need to read a book uh, called The Maafa by Dr. Marimba Ani, and the Maafa is a disaster so bad that it is beyond 
description. And she was a Have student of Dr. Homolador? John. I'm sorry? Have you heard of the Homolador? Over 90 uh, million? 90 million? Christians and Protestants what? executed, killed by these same people that I'm talking about that want us okay. to fight. Okay, sir, sir, sir. Okay, I don't the doubt what you're saying that you is quite obvious. You have your knowledge, you know, on your subject matter, just like I have my knowledge on my subject matter. But you see, but the thing that I'm going through here now that I've lived through all my life, that each time that I get stopped by these race soldiers, hopefully it will be Sarge, you know, who will stop me, who's familiar with me, that they don't blow my head off, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I get pulled over, you know, they walk up there to with they with they uh hand on their gun. Man, what are you afraid of, man? I'm no threat to you. See, my palms are open. You want my internal passports? When I signed for this thing called the California driver's license and said to give you bastards on demand, here you go. Run it. You know, see? But I need to make sure that I'm secure in my safety. Now, there was a gentleman by the name of Dr. Huey Percy Newton who would advise the black community of their constitutional rights when it came to police brutality. Point number seven, as Sarge, him and I go back and forth all the time with it. And what basically what their 10-point program was, was pretty much based in the U.S. Constitution. You know, uh, some of it was, not, some of it was strictly Marxism, too. Yeah, it was a mixture. Well, 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 however, though, Sarge, you are right. Dr. Newton and the organization did embrace a Marxist philosophy to find out that Carl yeah. Marx, that I'm going to bring to the black community's attention, you know, after I finished my research on that, he didn't even think black people, man, were good enough to embrace this doctrine. Just like Gandhi over there in India, he despised black people. He referred to us as Catholics when he had started over there in South Africa, man, talking about his nonviolence, man, he was only talking about people from India. This dude, Fiddick, who Don Lemon checked on uh, CNN, and I appreciate Mr. Lemon, you know, for checking the, the, that dude the way he did, is because Mr. Lemon told him, look, man, you're not going to sit here and tell me my people's history. You see what I'm saying? And Don Lemon, from what I understand, is from Louisiana, and that was the most brutal, and if not one of the most barbarous states and inhumane states when it came to slavery, such as the concept of the picnic. You go out here, you pick a nigga, you lynch him, and you hang him. The white community will come out there and have lunch, have breakfast on it, pick a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Thus in turn. Picnic. Now, oh, uh, the panties, Ron the panties, I don't call him the Santies, I'm calling him the panties, as in a transvestite wearing women's clothes. Okay, it's going to sit up there. Well, when you black people talk about uh, uh, racism and history, it makes whites feel uncomfortable. Hey, man. How do you think uncomfortable Emmett Till was? How uncomfortable do you think the brothers was who was randomly lynched, man? You know oh, wait a minute, Shabaka. Let, let me give you, I'm going to give you some concrete examples of what I just said a moment ago. About okay, the Sarge, black I got Sarge, I got five minutes left. I got five minutes left. I have to start my podcast. Ten point manifesto. And, and the Black Panther, 10-point, ma- the first two points in the Black Panther Manifesto says, number one, we want freedom. We want power to determine the destiny of our black right. and oppressed communities. We believe right. that black and oppressed people will not be free until we are able to determine our destinies in our own communities ourselves by fully controlling all the institutions which exist in our communities. Now, let me finish. Okay, okay. now see, that is that is echoing the principle of federalism in the United States Constitution. So 
In that respect, Chewbacca, yeah, the Panthers are echoing something about the Constitution. But then point number two says this. Now listen, we want full employment for our people. We believe that the federal government is responsible Mm -hmm. and obligated to give every person employment or a guaranteed income. We believe. Mm -hmm. That if the American businessman will not give full employment, then the technology and means of production should be taken from the businessman and so that the people of the community can organize and employ all of its people and give a higher standard of living. That's right out of Karl Marx. So you got two things that are almost contradictory in the first two points. Okay, but sorry. Okay. I got a comment on that because you made a comment that I need to read a book. And I have a book for you to read by Ruth Cormoran. Come on, everybody. Chewbacca, give me your final thoughts. You say you got to go do your podcast. Yes, sir. We'll okay, I got to do the podcast oh, so in 15 minutes. And, and the subject oh, all right, well, look here, man. To... When I get a chance, I'm going to stop by now. So you better be ready. Get your helmet and your Kevlar on. Okay, Sarge, just to quote the words of the infamous Joe Frazier, just one more round, boss. Okay, Sarge. Down goes Chewbacca. Don't yeah, <laughs> yeah that would never happen. Okay. okay, George. I mean, okay, Sarge. Okay, Joe. Is, uh, Call me Muhammad, brother. Call me Muhammad. <laughs> Flow like a butterfly and sting like a bee, huh? That's well, you know me. what That's I mean. All, all day long. Okay, Shabazz well, you know what it's You want to speak on Karl Marx and the beliefs you guys have with somebody to believe in somebody with Karl Marx. Let me leave this quote from this gentleman. Thus heaven I forfeited. I know it full well. My soul, once true to God, is chosen for hell. That's out of Karl right, Marx's what's mother. <laughs> what's the phone number? <laughs> okay, 516-418-5996. Once again, I'm going to be there, brother. Trust me. Yeah, I'm going to okay. be there. Yeah, yes, sir, that is 516-418-5996. And we're still waiting on all you Biden supporters to give us a call as well, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like to hear you. Okay. Okay, Joe. Okay, thank you for having me on. Okay, I gotta go, man. Hey, feel free to call yep. us in and join the conversation is gonna be on fire. Everybody's gonna be there. Okay. All righty. Give us a shot now, All right, okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Tay, final thoughts, and then Sarge, go ahead. Mike dropped. I don't know where he went, but uh, go ahead there, uh, Tay. You know, I I can't say it enough. I mean, everybody should get along. That's not something that should be making fun of. We should all get along. We're supposed to. That was the intent from the beginning. And these people, just like this Karl Marx, you know, when you put faith in somebody that believes in some of the things that they're said, you've got to research and you've got to look into in depth. What these people stand for, because a lot of them have a double, uh, let's call it a forked tongue. And just as a serpent would be, you know, Karl Marx right here, I'm looking at a, a quote by this asshole, and that's what I'm going to call him. He's an asshole because anybody who believes in this garbage can't be good for anybody around them. Because if they spew this, thus haven't I forfeited, I know it full well. My soul, once true to God, is chosen for hell. Now, why would someone say that if they know knowingly are trying to do a good thing or be moral? Bottom line is, 
if you can't get along with everybody, and if you don't think it's right, you shouldn't do it. You should trust your gut. My gut trust, I trust my gut, I should say, more than anything, and it's never been wrong. Black friends, white friends, Asian friends, it doesn't make any difference. But when you're a POS with that piece of shit, my alarm goes off, and I'll call you out on it, and I'll stick to it. And a lot of these people that are in power are POSs. Believe that. Because they're not doing anything good for us. The people that this whole anti-American situation where you don't – there's no laws for anybody except the people that believe in law. That's a problem. We've got to get rid of it. I yield. All right, so it's your turn. Hey, man. Well, look here, man. Look, uh, you know, I mean, I, I've got all kind of friends. I've got friends. One thing I learned, you know, especially since my service in the United States Army it taught me, that you judge a man by his worth as an individual, by his character, by his deeds, and by his principles. And that's the way I judge people. I, people. I mean, whoever they are, white, black, or whatever, I judge everybody on that standard. There's a whole lot of people I don't like that are white, but it's not. I don't dislike them because they're white. I dislike them because, as the man just said, they're pieces of shit. There's a whole lot of black people that I like, and a whole lot I can't stand because, as I said, they're pieces of shit. Because it is. They simply have no character. They have no principles. They have no integrity. They have no courage. And I have no respect for people like that. Hell, I can get along with Chewbacca. I like Chewbacca. Me and him don't agree on a damn thing, but I like him because he's willing to engage. And he has his principles and his principles that he stands by. I can understand that. I think what in the, in the bottom line is that we deal with, yes, people as collectives, because nations are certainly collectives of people. And, but people are always individuals. Those are individuals that make up the collective. And to the extent they acculturate and inculcate the good and bad of whatever society, organization, or nation they are in, that is the extent to which I intend to judge them. Always as individuals when I come into contact with them, and I will treat them accordingly. I'm not neurotic. I don't need anybody to love me except my family, my friends, and my wife or my girlfriend, I don't need anyone else to love me. All I need people to do is at least listen to what I have to say and respect my rights as a citizen. And if you do that, we can get along all day long. The whole world would be a better place. All right. Well, on that note, I don't think we accomplished too much here tonight. I think there was a lot of uh, anal- analytical uh, of the same of what the problem, except for Mike there in the beginning when he, he, he demonstrated what, his uh, activism and what he's doing to to uh, wake up the uh, establishment or to go after the establishment, he's finding out that the doors are slammed in his face, that there's no, going to be no prosecution of anybody of any kind. I'm pretty much up against the same battle and wall here in North Carolina, which I wanted to go, get into tonight, but I, we didn't have time. I want to get into you know some of the things that I'm facing. Uh, my my, uh, mo- my lawsuit here, I've got drafted up my complaint and my TRO and injunction that I didn't file today. I plan on filing it tomorrow. So maybe tomorrow night I'll do a show or I'll do one more over the weekend. I don't know. I got everybody's phone number here, I believe. Uh, uh, well, Sarge is always on the Internet. But, Sarge, one thing, and everybody out there, you know, we're out there talking to all these other shows. These people are never coming over here too much. You know, uh, you know. look, we talk about unity, you know, amongst us in the alternative media. You know, where is the unity at? Where is everybody? Where? Why are we not hearing their voices? 
You know, I mean, I feel I'm in a transition stage anyway. Oh, no, no, you're right, Joe. Just... No, I think we need to cross-talk and cross-pollinate as much as possible because people have got a lot of different ideas, and I think they all need to come together so we can figure on the best course of action. I think people tend to be insular. You know that, Joe. I like to get a wide view from all kinds of people because I don't want – look, let's like them people there who um, – that, that idiot market executive at Bud Light. Everybody she knows thinks like her. You know, I mean, they, she could not go anywhere in any of her circles where people didn't have the same ideas. And I'll bet you that crazy lunatic woman was shocked to find out that there are millions of her customers that don't want to have anything to do with her and her little transgender spokesman. She just couldn't believe that they wouldn't because everybody I know thinks the way I do. See, I want to make sure I avoid that. Because I want to make sure wherever I go, I find people who do not believe what I believe, and I want to engage them to understand why they think what they think. It doesn't mean I'm going to agree with them. I just want to know what their arguments are so I don't mischaracterize them because I don't need to. I think what I believe is superior. I do. But that doesn't mean just because I think my belief is superior doesn't mean I'm not obligated to try to make an honest understanding of what the other man believes. And accordingly, I will do it, and almost no one Whoever talks to me ever complains about me mischaracterizing what they say because I don't have a need to do it. I believe in what I think are transcendent objective truths. And if you believe in that, you ain't got to worry about a thing. You're going to prevail in any discussion with anyone. Well, I need, I'm telling you right now, my committee down here, I need committee people. I need people to work the phones call to register people in my district to get my vote out there and support me because it takes money. I need to get I need to start getting advertising going. You see everybody's declaring their uh their uh their their race here. I've already did my press release actually so I'm gonna be running for my North Carolina House Representatives District sixty five here. So I need can't I need committee people to help volunteer or for now or, or or whatever. If the committee makes enough money then I can pay them. I don't know. You know, but uh you know how that stuff works, Sarge. I can't pay Work. I, I need people to work the phones to call people in my district. I've got if I'm in this thing to win, I'll be the boots on the ground in this area. I'll put the signs up. I'll be out there talking to the people. But I need people to work the phones and talk to people, and I need people to get the word out, you know, and help me manage this campaign somehow. Because after this campaign, if I win this how this district here, I will next time run for governor if I can win this district. And, you know, if I can, because I'll go to all 100 counties in this state and uh, set up a shop, you know. So, oh, you know, but it takes money. You know, it takes money. And but to, to get money, you've got to work the phones. You got to get donations. You got to get people to pledge money to your campaign. That's the way it's got to work. So, uh, I still got my state registered committee here, and uh, and like I said, I will be running. My name will be on the ballot here. So, Joseph Gibson, restoring the Republic, North Carolina House District 55. So, uh, anybody wants to know about that, you can email me at Joe. Hey, I just sent you my uh, my cell phone number there, Joe, on private chat, so you have it if you want to call me. Yeah, sure. We'll talk in the future, of course. Um, hang on. Okay, well, you got it. Now. It's in the private chat. Yeah. I just sent it to you, so you want to give me a call, you yeah, got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody will get that, either that, just between you and me. Um, uh, okay, uh, 
Okay, yeah, well, anyway, it was a good show tonight. Well, we'll go over to Shabaka. I'll try to go over to Shabaka. Hopefully, it gives us the same platform I gave him. He's, he's got the tendency not to do that. That's when I, that's when I, I, I up, No, you know? he's a good guy. I mean, well, look, I don't mind. I don't, I don't agree with him, but I don't mind what he's got to say. I mean, I go over there, and he gives me a say. I mean, you know, i got to sit through an interminable lecture sometimes, but nonetheless, yeah, I can yeah, engage yeah, yeah, him yeah. and get him on stuff, you know, and it's all good. So I'll go over there and see if I can get a word in edgewise, and if I can, me and him will do battle again. Yeah, hey, he can well, pull a bunker. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. that's what well, I mean. That's, that's why I kept trying to nail him. You know how difficult it was for me to nail him down, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he kept dodging. He kept dodging, man. He kept dodging it. So, no, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, changing anyway. the subject going on, you know, the macro, when I'm trying to deal with the micro because he bought up the micro. Exactly, exactly, you know. So, but anyway, we'll, we'll close out the PR then. All right, so, but anyway, it was a good show here tonight. Uh, God bless our republic. Everybody take care. We'll see you later. At the moment of proof, you will not kill. You will become dead, Marine. And then you will be in a world of shit. Because Marines are not allowed to die without permission. Do you maggots understand? Sir! We've all got two wolves in us. A good one and a bad one. And they both want to eat. The best I can tell, we just got to feed that good one a little more than the other one. Happiness is an emotional response to an outcome. If I win, I will be happy. If I don't, I won't. It's an if-then, cause and effect, quid pro quo, standard that we cannot sustain because we immediately raise it every time we attain it. You see, happiness, happiness demands a certain outcome. It is result-reliant. And I say if happiness is what you're after, then you're going to be let down frequently, and you're going to be unhappy much of your time. Joy, though, joy is a different thing. It's something else. Joy is not a choice. It's not a response to some result. It's a constant. Joy is the feeling that we have from doing what we are fashioned to do, no matter the outcome. Now, personally, as an actor, I started enjoying my work and literally being more happy when I stopped trying to make the daily labor a means to a certain end. For example, uh, I need this film to be a box office success. I need my performance to be acknowledged. I need the respect of my peers. 
All those are reasonable aspirations, but the truth is, as soon as the work, the daily making of the movie, the doing of the deed became the reward in itself for me, I got more box office, more accolades and respect than I ever had before. See, joy is always in process. It's under construction. It is in constant approach, alive and well in the doing of what we're fashioned to do and enjoying it. And the easiest way to dissect success is through gratitude. Giving thanks for that which we do have, for what is working. Appreciating the simple things we sometimes take for granted. We give thanks for these things and that gratitude reciprocates, creating more to be thankful for. It's really simple and it works. Now I'm not saying be in denial of your failures. No, we can learn from them too, but only if we look at them constructively as a means to reveal what we are good at, what we can get better at, what we do succeed at. Our life's a verb. We try our best, we don't always do our best. And since we are the architect of our own lives, let's study the habits, the practices, the routines that we have that lead to and feed our success, our joy, our honest pain, our laughter, our earned tears. Let's dissect that and give thanks for those things. And when we do that, guess what happens? We get better at them and we have more to dissect. To get rich quick on the internet, richest 15 minutes of fame world that we live in, and we see it every day. But we all want to succeed, right? So the question that we got to ask ourselves is what success is to us? What success is to you? Is it more money? That's fine. I got nothing against money. Maybe it's a healthy family. Maybe it's a happy marriage. Maybe it's to help others, to be famous, to be spiritually sound, to leave the world a little bit better place than you found it. Continue to ask yourself that question. Now your answer may change over time and that's fine, but do yourself this favor. Whatever your answer is, don't choose anything that will jeopardize your soul. Prioritize who you are, who you want to be, and don't spend time with anything that antagonizes your character. Don't drink the Kool-Aid, man. It tastes sweet, but you will get cavities tomorrow, all right? Life is not a popularity contest. Be brave, take the hill, but first answer that question, what's my hill? Well, for me, it's a measurement of, uh, of five things. We got fatherhood. We got being a good husband. We got my health, mind, body, and spirit. We got career, and we got friendships. These are what's important to me in my life right now because I want to keep all five in healthy shape. And I know that if I don't take care of them, if I don't keep up maintenance on them, one of them is going to get weak, man. It's going to dip too deep into the debit section. It's going to go bankrupt. It's going to get sick, die. So first, we have to define success for ourselves. And then we have to put in the work to maintain it. Take that daily tally. Tend our garden. Keep the things that are important to us in good shape. Defining ourselves by what we are not is the first step that leads us to really knowing who we are. You know that group of friends that you hang out with that they're, they're, it really might not bring out the best in you? You know, they, they gossip too much or they're kind of shady. They really aren't going to be there for you in a pinch. Or how about that bar that we keep going to that we always seem to have the worst hangover from? 
Or that computer screen, right? That computer screen that keeps giving us an excuse not to get out of the house and engage with the world and get some real human interaction. Or how about that food that we keep eating? The stuff that tastes so good going down and makes us feel like crap the next week when we feel lethargic and we keep putting on weight? Well, those people, those places, those things, stop giving them your time and energy. Just don't go there. I mean, put them down. And when you do this, when you do put them down, when you quit going there, and you quit giving them your time, you inadvertently find yourself spending more time and in more places that are healthy for you, that bring you more joy. Why? Because you just eliminated the who's, the where's, the what's, and the when's that were keeping you from your identity. Like, trust me, too many options, <laughs> I promise you, too many options will make a tyrant of us all. All right, so get rid of the excess, the wasted time. Decrease your options. If you do this, you will have accidentally, almost innocently, put in front of you what is important to you by process of elimination. Knowing who we are is hard. It's hard. So give yourself a break. Eliminate who you are not first, and you're going to find yourself where you need to be. Make voluntary obligations. I'm talking about the ones that we make with ourselves, with our God, with our own consciousness. I'm talking about the you versus you obligations. We have to have them. Now again, these are not societal laws and expectations that we acknowledge and endow for anyone other than ourselves. These are faith-based obligations that we make on our own. These are not the lowered insurance rates for a good driving record. You will not be fined or put in jail if you do not gratify these obligations I speak of. No one else governs these but you. They are your secrets with yourself, your own private counsel, personal protocols. And while nobody throws you a party when you abide by them, no one's going to arrest you when you break them either, except yourself. An honest man's pillow is his peace of mind. And when you lay down on that pillow at night, no matter who's in your bed, we all sleep alone. These are your personal Jiminy Crickets, and there are not enough cops in the entire world to police them. It's on you. It's on you. We do our best when our destinations are beyond the measurement, when our reach continually exceeds our grasp, and when we have immortal finish lines. And when we do this, the race is never over. The journey has no port. The adventure never ends because we are always on the way. So do this. Do this and let them, let somebody else come up and tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, you, you scored. Let them run up and tap you on the shoulder and say, man, you, you won. Let them come tell you, you can go home now. Let them say, I love you too. Let them say, thank you. Take the lid off the man-made roofs that we put above ourselves and always play like an underdog.